It's the Hive Sports Podcast, bringing you all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State. Visit us at thehivesports.com. Against Gobert, puts his shoulder down, rolls inside, try to slam it home, and Rudy said, not tonight! John Beck is on the run, he throws behind him, it is, cut for the touchdown! Merrill for the lead, he's got it! What's up, Aggie fans? It's time for another Big Blues Day episode of the Hive Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Dan, and before we get to the show today, make sure to follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram if you search at the Hive Sports. And our goal is, is to get more coverage on the Aggies. We are a consistent um, once-a-week podcast, so every, every Tuesday is Big Blues Day, and you can get to know more about what's going on with Aggie Sports. Um, we have a really special guest today, but but before we introduce him, I'll, I'll let you know if you can get, give us a, a follow on, on Apple or Spotify and, and give us a rating and review, that would be great. Uh, today, we're mostly going to be talking about football, which is a good change because we've been talking a lot about basketball. We'll still touch a little bit, but we have a, a very special football guest um, a, a player who, who played here at Utah State for three years. So, Cash Gilliam, how are, how are you doing today? How are you doing? How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. good. It's, it's great to have you on the podcast, man. And it's it's been a great year for, for Aggie football and excited to talk about that. But first of all, I just kind of wanted to um, let Aggie fans and just anybody who's, who's listening in get to know you since, I mean, you, you might be – uh, there's a good chance that you'll be on an NFL team, so it's kind of like a practice interview, right? So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, uh, you know, my name is Cash. Uh, I'm from Dayton, Ohio. Uh, I was born in Atlanta, Georgia. Grew up in Dayton, Ohio. You know, I grew up playing football. You know, I, I grew up with my mother, single mom, two sisters in the household. Um, you know, I started off my football career at University of Kentucky. And then from there, I went to junior college for a semester at Arizona Western in um, Arizona, Yuma, Arizona. And then I moved on to Utah State, where I played on my last three years of college football. Yeah, that's a little bit about me. I uh, graduated with a degree in interdisciplinary studies with a broadcast uh, journalism focus. And that's that. That's, that's awesome. It. So, yeah, you're, you're kind of into kind of what I'm doing here with journalism, and that's awesome. But... Um, I had some random questions just to get to know you, just just for fun. But um, I'm not sure if you're a gamer at all. But, but like when you play Madden, what what like what's what's your favorite team that you roll with? Oh yeah, I play video games. I really only play Call of Duty and Madden, though, so I'm happy you asked me about Madden. Uh, my team to play with is probably the Buccaneers, just because Tom Brady. You know, I could throw the ball with Tom Brady and, and play on defense with Mike Edwards. I played. I play uh, college football Kentucky with Mike Edwards, so it's fun playing using him on a uh, man. He's a ball hawk. Yeah, uh, definitely. So I like to play with the Buccaneers. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, personally, I like playing with Jordan Love. Sometimes I know I know you you had a year year with him, right? And yeah, and it, it, it'll be cool to see see him get more starts. I know he had one and one and a half games that he played this year, so that'll be cool. Yeah, but. nah. He got a really, really, really bright future. He's a great teammate. He was a great teammate when, uh, when he was at Utah State, a great person. So, you know, his time will come, and he'll shine when he does. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so, speaking of – you mentioned Jordan Love, Tom Brady. Like, 
Um, who, who's one of your favorite players of all time that you kind of grew up idolizing? Uh, ooh, that's a great question. Probably uh, Tyran Matthews. Probably Tyron Matthews and Tavon Austin. Yeah, those would be two. You know, yeah. they're not they're, Tavon Austin and Tyron Matthews really made me want to like just be great in football. You know, as That's I got awesome. older too, I started I started to like Deion Sanders a lot more. Yeah, yeah those are some good names there. Um, okay, so this is a this next question is kind of a random one. In my so so in my day job, I, I I do I do something different. This is kind of what I do on the side. But whenever a new person comes, they always ask this question, and it's like this big deal. Like kind of like they have teams of 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 people that. So when it comes to breakfast food, there's like three big like pancakes, waffles, or French toast. Of those three, which one would be okay. your your favorite? All right. Ah. Uh... That's hard because breakfast food is my favorite like food. I could eat it at dinner. So I'm just throwing this out there. I'm a I'm a hard advocate for breakfast. But um I would probably say, now hear me out, pancakes is my favorite breakfast food, but everybody don't make pancakes good. So if I'm going somewhere I don't know, you know, I'm gonna get French toast because I feel like it's very hard to mess up French toast. So if that's you know, pancakes my favorite, but I would be French toast is a close second because it's hard to mess it up. If that makes sense. That definitely makes sense. You know, when, when you're going out to eat, I, I, I haven't had a bunch of ba- bad pancakes. I assume like McDonald's probably doesn't make them that good, but I even went to yeah. Denny's and I, I feel like Denny's is like the only is like pa- pancakes are the only thing I'll eat because otherwise I'm not a big fan of Denny's, but, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like, I like, I like that, that take that's some <clears throat> solid analysis there. My, my uh favorite breakfast food place in Utah is Blackberry Diner. I'm gonna be sad when I can no longer get Blackberry Diner whenever well, I want to. So, I, I I heard that they were coming to Logan, and they're that they're kind of all over. Like, and I think not only Utah, but they have locations in other places. So hopefully, you'll get lucky yeah, and be close it, to one. Yeah, I read it. They started and originated in uh, California. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and Andy's and Herms are also really good breakfast places and, and Logan too. I I kind of miss some oh, yeah. of those places too. We used to get uh Angie's the football team used to get Angie's like three times a week for breakfast. So I used oh, to man. love Angie's too. Angie's Angie, you can't go wrong with Angie's either. I like Blackberry because the for the money you get so much food, but Angie's gonna come correct every time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cleaning the sink. That's you probably get sick, but it's a lot of ice cream that you can <laughs> eat to get yeah. your bumper sticker. Yeah. But before we switch to like kind of talking about your your football career, I wanted to just touch really quick on basketball because you know Ohio, I actually lived in North Canton for a while as a kid, but but so okay. Ohio, I know Ohio's a big football or state, like with the Buckeyes and just football in general with like Maslin, Canton, McKinley, all those high school and pro teams. But mm-hmm. Dayton, where you're, where you are from, is a big basketball town just be- because of the first four playing games of, of the March Madness. So, did did you grow yeah. up watching a lot of hoops, or or was it just always football? Or, or yeah, what what, what, uh, what did you do with hoops when you were a kid? Yeah, I grew up watching hoops. Um, I, I I grew up watching hoops. Um, my one of my best friends, his auntie, played basketball. 
at Ohio State women's basketball. She uh, played over overseas after for a while too. So we all used to go up to Ohio State and watch her play uh, women's uh, basketball. We used to, you know, go watch Daquan Cook and Norris Cole. You know, they came out of Dayton Dunbar, you know. So I used to go watch them play. Chris Wright went to Troutwood. All these guys went to the NBA. So, like, we had some, we had some guys I used to go watch all the time come out, you know. A.J. Harris, who I think is playing overseas now, he went to Ohio State. For uh, for basketball in New Mexico for basketball, so New Mexico State for basketball. So yeah, I grew up watching guys like that play, for sure. That's awesome. Um, but but yeah, what, what kind of what, what got you into playing football and, and having that be like your your main sport? Uh, what got me into playing football? Honestly, like I started playing football when I was five because um, I grew up like I said, I grew up in a single household with uh, my two sisters that are older than me. So my mom, you know, I wasn't, you know, obviously taught at a very young age. You don't put your hands on girls. So I wasn't allowed to, like, <laughs> hit my sisters and stuff like that. So they put me in football. They said, go hit somebody in football. That's how I started playing football. <laughs> I used to want to try to hit, beat, beat up my little sisters when I was five years old. My mom said, you're not allowed to hit women. So I had to play football to hit people. And that's how I ended that, up playing and fell in love with it ever since. <laughs> that, that, that's a good strategy, a good parenting strategy there, but – um yeah so yeah you mentioned that you you played at Kentucky and then some junior college so so how'd you end up uh, up at Utah State oh uh, <clears throat> I ended up at Utah State you know I didn't sign and like right when the signing day was for the early signing period back when I came out of JUCO I uh, I took a chance and waited because I wasn't like happy with the offers that I had and um Keegan Anderson uh, Gary Anderson's son, uh, he was at Utah still, and he's told me, like, he's about to move to Utah State. Would I be interested? And um, say, I say, yeah, so I'm not going to sign on signing day. And I just put my trust in him that he was really going to go to Utah State and he was really going to offer me when he got there. So he did, and um, that's what made me uh, choose Utah State to go play ball at. Shout out to Keegan Anderson. Good, good guy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, and, and Cash Valley, I think, yeah, we all love Gary. He's kind of the one that resurrected back kind of before your time when I was in college. Uh, at least growing up, I actually watched a lot of Logan High, but the Aggies just weren't really good for a while. But then Gary kind of just brought him to, like, get in a bowl game and got him to a top 25 ranking. And then um, – so so it sounds like you were recruited by, by Gary because that was right after Matt Wells left for Texas Tech, right? Yes, sir. I ain't never talked to Matt Wills. Yeah, I was recruited by Coach Anderson. And so, yes, yeah, sir. yeah. So you played for people. him, and and yeah. and Blake Anderson. Um. So. So mm-hmm. so this so this it, it's been. I, I mean, there, there were some good moments, but with Gary, definitely in the first year, and then last year was def- was kind of a rough year as far as the win loss record goes, but. What do you think, like, with Blake Anderson this year, a new coach, you, you, you put your trust and stayed another year with him. What do you think helped your team overcome ad- adversity and, and kind of reach the top of the mountain, literally, like, with, with the Mountain West title? Um, I would probably say uh, the coaches coming in and being transparent with everybody, you know, just um, being very open and honest and actually doing what they said they were going to do, whether it was good or bad, like whether you liked it or whether you didn't like it, you know, they pretty much told you how stuff was going to be. 
and you were either with it or you wasn't. And it was kind of easy to respect that because whether you like it or not, you kind of knew what you were getting, if that makes sense, you know? So it was definitely some tough love involved, but they loved us hard, you know, and that made us want to fight for them um, and just go to battle for them, you know, every week. They displayed great leadership, you know, starting from day one. The coaching staff did from the strength coaches all the way down to position coaches, all the way up to the head coach, you know, and everybody around the uh, building. It was just great leadership, and it was easy to follow uh, as a player. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, you guys exceeded expectations. I mean, coming off the, the one when I know it's a COVID year, but, but, but yeah, just coming off of that and all these changes, I think a, a, a lot of us, our expectations is like, let's, let's get to bowl eligibility, but you guys like exceeded that. So, so, so that was awesome. But um, just there's, there's several good wins. I know, I know there's a, a couple of losses. I mean, that happens mostly to almost every team in a season, but, but when it comes to like your biggest wins, I mean, you have the Mountain West title win and then beating Oregon state and Washington state two pac 12 teams. And then with Oregon state being the bowl game, but um, for you, what was the most, uh, satisfying win of, of this 2021 season? Uh, if you take out the bowl game and a Mountain West championship out of it, like those two championship games, just regular season of football, I would probably say, like, I would probably say it's a tie between UNLV and um, UNLV and Washington State. Yeah, surprisingly, yeah. UNLV. Like, like we almost lost that game. I think we had came off a bye week, and that was just a hard game to play. And UNLV was way better than their record, you know. And I just feel like um, the chemistry on the sideline. You know, we was losing for majority of the game, all the way up until the last touchdown. We was losing the whole game, so I just just being on the sideline and getting to witness the camaraderie of the team and how we, you know, displayed that unity and just willingness to fight back it was beautiful to be on the sideline of that UNLV game that's awesome uh and one thing yeah I, I noticed like this year there's a lot of close games and for, as an Aggie fan in the past I, I've seen us kind of get close like we got close to Wisconsin and Auburn about a decade ago and then we come up short but you guys were on on the right side of of a lot of close games like what do you think ma- ma- makes a difference in that clutch in those clutch games um, to be able to to come out with a lot of those close victories? Uh, me personally, I feel like it was a, a mixture of two things. It was a mixture of Coach um, Paul Jackson, our strength staff, and what they brought to the table in our winter conditioning and summer uh, conditioning and training. And then it was also the team bonding that we did in the summertime and in the springtime that uh, allowed us to know, you know, that everything's going to be all right when stuff go wrong, you know. We was going up to Idaho, going tubing as a team. We was having barbecues, you know. A lot of people on the team would show up, too. It was just a lot of team camaraderie and stuff like that that was involved behind the scenes that people didn't know that helped us gel as a unit really fast. So between that and Coach Jackson, that's what I feel like did it. That's awesome. And and I, I actually remember, like, first thing when Blake Anderson came in, I, I remember seeing a lot of stuff on the USU football social media you guys had a lot of fun, fun games, like not, not just football drills and stuff, but just fun stuff that you guys did. But um, what, what, yeah. what are some of the fun, funny memories that you, you'll, you'll have of your, your last year at college? Uh, probably, what are some of the memories? 
probably Coach Anderson put together like a game day. I think it was uh, – he did two of them, but this one specifically, I think it was in the summertime. It was at um, at the recreational center like on campus. I forget what it's called, but it was there. We did a lot of, game, a lot of games um, and stuff like that. And then I just remember at the end, Coach Anderson bringing out water balloons. And, man, he just came out the blue with all these water balloons and started going crazy on everybody with water balloons. So, like, that was fun. We had to get on Coach Anderson's head after that, though. But that was one of my favorite memories. And just, like, to piggyback on, like, our coaches and the leadership, our our coaching staff, I didn't go home in May. I stayed in train. So, you know, our coaching staff used to play basketball. Well, they still do. They play basketball once a week, and they do ultimate frisbee once a week. So they got to, you know, they compete twice a week with each other, just the coaches. So I thought, you know, it was like – at first I thought it was a gimmick. You know, they were just doing that to try to get us to buy in. But I was out on the field working out. We're going to work out on the field in May, like middle of May, and they were out there playing ultimate frisbee still. So I'm like, wow. It didn't get posted on Twitter, and nobody else probably knew they was out there doing that still. But they still, through the month of May, were out there playing ultimate frisbee, and I'm sure they went to play basketball that week too. So just seeing stuff like that, that was good. Yeah, Ultimate Frisbee is a fun game. I kind of remember doing that. Um, it looks like your football team has a lot of fun because I remember seeing, even the other day at the USC women's game, like there was like a little a little dance off. I think Byron Vaughn's <laughs> were saying he was kind of leading the way there. But, but yeah, it would be yeah, fun to Byron see like a, a dance guy. off. Byron is sure. a great guy. He has high character, man. And he's one of the reasons why we uh, got to where we got to is because this is because of his character, like take athletic ability out of it. Uh, Byron has great character and he's a people's person. So I look, that's yeah. sound about right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. There's a lot of good players like on, on this team with, with, I mean, Devin Tompkins and, and, you know, Logan Bonner, hopefully he'll have another solid season with, with the, the quarterback lineup. But uh, one thing I noticed about this year's team is it seemed like you guys had a chip on your shoulder a little bit because uh, a lot of other teams didn't seem to respect you or talking about like the Mountain West, like postseason awards. I remember right before like the, your championship with San Diego, they got all these awards and like you guys probably had a, a good, good deserving people for the the player of the year, for coach of the year, all that. Like did, did, did a lot of talking about that, like, is that true? Like, did, did you guys have a, a chip on your shoulder or, or what, what kind of drove you to reach those those greater heights uh yeah we had a chip i would say we had a chip on our shoulder you know just to but not even rather not really to prove anybody wrong honestly but just to prove ourselves right you know we knew we were we were that type of team since spring ball when the new coaches came and they put in a game plan and laid down the rules so we were just trying to prove each other right more than prove other people wrong you know and as far as like the awards and stuff go uh i feel like there was a lot of people on our team deserving of accolades and stuff towards the end of the season when it uh, pertained to Mountain West. But at the end of the day, Coach Anderson just really spoke on, you know, controlling what you can control. You can't control what other people, you know, do and how they choose to pick out things or what they choose to say about us. We can only control what we can control. And he just let us know that we could control the score of that game in the Mountain West Championship. So that's really all we ended up caring about, you know, mostly. But I, I can speak for all the people that were deserving of awards on our team, we were most upset about Coach Anderson not receiving the uh, Coach of the Year. You know, that's that's you know that's 
even Devin, Devin Thompson, you know what I'm saying? Like, he could have been an easily, should have been, in my opinion, an offensive player of the year in the Mountain West, you know? But he was more upset that Coach Anderson didn't get, you know, Coach of the Year. So that just goes to show, like, uh, we're he he really preached selflessness, and I feel like we just dis- displayed that a lot because of him. So, yeah, that was kind of our mindset. Uh, yeah, that, that that that's awesome that you have that positive mindset. And, and yeah, De- De- Devin was a great receiver. Like, just thinking about Kevin Curtis and some of the past Aggie greats, he, he had most receiving yards of, of any Aggie receiver ever. So, so that, that was cool to see and, and good that you guys had that attitude. Um, but but kind of talking, maybe we can talk a little bit more about your game because I know you got some big decisions and stuff coming up with the NFL. But um, if so I guess here's kind of your chance to be on, on the platform. But um, it, imagine like you're, you're talking to a bunch of NFL scouts and you kind of have to sell yourself. Why, why should they assign you to, to their team? Uh, I would say the NFL team should take a chance on me because uh, of my character, my willingness to work, and my uh, my competitive drive. You know, I feel like those three attributes that I bring to the table, you know, day in and day out, is what separates me from a lot of people. You know, uh, I feel like I I strive every day to be the standard. You know, not set the standard, but just be the standard every day, and I feel like. That's what you get out of me day in and day out. That's what I definitely. Say. Yeah, I I definitely agree, and I, I I noticed just looking at kind of some of the box scores and watching your games, like you definitely showed up. I think you had eight eight tackles and in, in that I think it was the championship or the bowl game. Like you you, you did really well. Um, but yeah, uh, we had a lot of we had a lot of group. <laughs> It's hard to have eight tackles where you got a lot of good people on your team. You know what I'm saying? My boy Nick went crazy, which he deserved everything he got. Oh, yeah, so Ninja. It, it was fun. Yeah, it was fun being um, – <clears throat> it's fun being on a good team because, like you said, eight tackles can go, you know, untalked about when you, one of your DNs got three sacks. Like, that's that's love right there. So, that just shows you what type of defense we have, man. I appreciate – I miss playing with them guys. It was fun. They made me better. Yeah. yeah, that that was something that definitely exceeded my expectations. I know when we went and saw spring ball um, last year, I think some of, some of our our question marks that we were my, my buddy and I we were like thinking, okay, where where are the areas of improvement? And we were thinking maybe O line or maybe some of like the, the the defense, like the corners and stuff. But but you guys really, I feel like like you said, the conditioning and everything you you improved throughout the year and and we're one of the top twenty five teams in the nation at the end of it. But um, looking at, at your game right now, I, I know um, did, I, I know they just had the NFL Combine. One of my buddies, Nate Dunn, he, he, he does a lot of coverage for the statesman down there and was saying it's like a, it's, it's a crime that you and Devin Tompkins weren't invited to the, to the Combine. But um, I'm just kind of wondering what, what these next couple of months before the NFL draft look like. What, what are some things that you're working on to improve your game and to show to, to those scouts? Is, is, there like a pro, is there a pro day? for the Aggies coming up that you're preparing for? Yes, sir. Uh, so I'm down here in Tampa, Florida, training right now uh, with Athletes Innovation. And um, I've been down here for like nine weeks. I got like another week and a half down here. But um, the pro day is March 23rd, early in the morning. Wake up, get the bag, man. That's all I'm doing training for is waking up and getting the bag on March 23rd. I really got to show my speed, my explosiveness, 
in my flu uh being fluid in my uh drill drill work you know if i gotta my main focus is running a, a good 40 time and being fluid in the drills because i don't got a lot of uh, film playing true safety i got film playing you know guarding people and you know being in space and stuff but you know fishtailing and being in the deep half in the middle of the field i don't got a lot of film doing that so just showing the scout that i got the hips to do that and the speed to cover the field you know that's really my goal on pro day to show scouts that I could play safety at the next level. Yeah, definitely. It sounds like some of those agility tests and speed, like I'm excited to see, see the, the, the 40 time, like that's a big one that people talk about and like the weights yeah. and everything. But do you, do you think you can, like, like, have you, have you done the 40 before? Like what's your, what, what's your yeah. best so far? Uh, last time I, I ain't trying to speak on what I'm running during my training. But last time it was on paper, I ran a four five one in uh, high school, like my senior at the Nike camp. But like, I ain't gonna lie, I ain't been running, I ain't ran that, I ain't clocked that yet since I've been training. But I obviously didn't put on like 15, 20 pounds since then too. So, but I'm moving, y'all moving. I'm, y'all see on pro nice. day, I ain't been trying to tell nobody what I've been running. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run something good though. Yeah, yeah that that that'll be good. Yeah, I I think yeah, the NFL that's definitely next level. There's a lot of fast guys, but I think, like you said, like just your smarts and, and knowing how to do the different schemes and just and with the agility and all the athletic part, that'll that'll pay off for sure. Yeah, I just um, need to show them that I'm in the ballpark. I can I can run with the guys, the rest of the guys. That's my position group. I don't need to be the the blazer. I'm trying to be, but you know, I just need to show them that I can I can run. So so I can check off a box. It's like a checklist. It's like. The ACT, you got to pass the ACT so you can get in the door and play some ball. So, yeah, definitely. I I think you have a good chance. You know, there's a lot of rounds in the NFL, um, a lot more opportunities, and, and we've seen some Aggies like Jordan Love got drafted, and yeah, with basketball it's a little bit harder. There's less rounds, but I, I could see you and and maybe Devin. I know with Devin's height and stuff, I know sometimes sometimes the scouts pay attention to those things, but. You know, there's been some smaller receivers that have done pretty well, like Wes Welker and stuff like that. So, and Devin is really athletic. So I think both of you guys have a shot, definitely. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah, thanks. Um, I, I'm also wondering kind of, it sounds like right now you're all in on, on football playing the NFL. Have you thought kind of what you might want to do with after your career in the NFL is over? Like, I know you mentioned journalism, but is it, uh, yeah, what, what are you kind of looking to do? Um, I want to get into um, some form of fashion, real estate. Uh, one of my goals is to open, like have my own Airbnb starting off by the end of this year. So even whether like, I'm in the league or not, I'm gonna, I'm going to do real estate. That's going to be what I'm going to I feel like all the rich people in the world got their foot on real estate, some, some shape or form, you know. So I want to do real estate. I want to start off by uh, having Airbnbs. Yeah, that's yeah. what I want to do. That, that, that's cool. And, yeah, especially in Utah right now, it's crazy how how houses are increasing. So that seems like a good a good way to make money for sure. Um, yeah. I, I guess I think that's mostly what I had today. Anything else that you kind of wanted to add about about football or non-football related stuff, just about about your time at, at Utah State? Uh, no, nah, I feel like we really covered it all. I do want to say um, – to have everybody send their prayers out to Coach P, um, my position coach at Utah State, and Coach Anderson. They both just faced 
tragic losses, different, you know, each of their own, but just send out prayers to Coach P and Coach Anderson and both of their families. That's really y'all. They're both very great, great uh, individuals, and I hope I can be uh, as good as them one day. So, yeah, if y'all can, shoot prayers up to both of those, uh, man. Definitely. Uh, yeah, there's been a lot of adversity there I've seen. and and But one thing I love about the Aggies is uh, even seeing w- with Ukraine, with Max Shulga, like on on, on the senior day, uh, the, the, they, the whole crowd held this big flag of Ukraine. And I just feel like mm-hmm. um, I, I've noticed personally that, that there's a brotherhood, just not only with your team, but like with fans and everybody, like um, if you're an Aggie, you're, you're definitely accepted into the fold of, of, of being an Aggie. So, so that's awesome. But speaking of the Aggies, the, the women's team's about to, to get going in, in Vegas right now as we're recording. So um, definitely um, I'll let you get going and, and we'll have yeah, to keep cheering I'm on the Aggies for all their, all their sports, but uh, yeah. Women I, I, in I gymnastics. Say, I think. Sorry, what? Yeah. Women in gymnastics. Both got stuff today. Women basketball and gymnastics. Oh yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll, We'll catch up on both of those and and Cash, I really appreciate your time. It was good to get to know more about about what what you're doing and and talk about the Aggies. Yeah, no, nah, no problem. I appreciate it. TheHiveSports.com has all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State, covering prep, college, pro, and church sports. No way, really? Okay, maybe not that last one. If you want to stay in the know about all things Jazz, Cougars, Aggies, and Utes, then this is the site for you. TheHiveSports.com. We may even feature your high school, so check us out today at TheHiveSports.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out TheHiveSports.com because we got the buzz.